0: Hello, and welcome back to the Soul Expansion Podcast. I'm here with Corinthia Harris, also known as Corinne. Um, she and I have been in contact for almost a year now. We you know, went through the same certification company together for NLP, master practitioner level, um, we've been on clubhouse panels together. We've stayed in Airbnbs together. We made. She came to my wedding. We've had like an established relationship for a long time. And she is one of my favorite people to follow when it comes to really owning your bougie, wealthy goddess vibes and being totally unapologetic about that. Um, and I brought her on today to kind of share some of that wisdom about how she went from You know, really being trapped in the doing to receive and the scarcity and then shifting into making 30K plus cash months, multiple six figures this year, and being a wealthy, bougie, unapologetic, goddess, boss babe. (laughs) So welcome, Corinne.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And yes, being an unapologetic, wealthy, goddess, boss babe, bougie, expansive, all the things, all the things wealthy and stepping into that. I love it.
0: So tell me a bit about where you were before you stepped into this energy. Cause I know there was a lot of healing and a lot of, um, I think inner child work is something that you've done a lot of to shift your money mindset. So I'd love to just hear kind of like the before and then what the turning point was for you.
1: Yeah. So I would say before I was in this mindset, it was really a lot of. And, you know, the masculine and the feminine energies get thrown around a lot nowadays. And I don't like to overuse it because it's something that I believe always existed. We are just now, you know, people are just now using it as like a catchphrase kind of thing. But if you think about it from that standpoint of like feminine or masculine, I was definitely in my masculine. Didn't even like know how to be in my feminine and was just kind of burning the candle at both ends. Like I was working my nine to five corporate job still, was still in like the marketing arena. and also trying to build my business and also trying to work for another coach and just all the things. And finally found myself just at this point of like, I was like, this is just not sustainable. Like I can't keep doing this. I am tired all the time. I don't get enough sleep. Like, you know, it's just everything you would think when you hit the point of just like burnout and feeling like you were being like taken advantage of or feeling like you were like giving your all, but not receiving everything back in return kind of thing. And it just kind of hit this point where like, I finally gave all that up, but then that masculine still kind of continued. And I like decided, you know, to go all in on my business. And I did that, but it was like, I was so used to the, just like the hustling and the doing and, you know, doing all the things at one time, that that kind of continued and perpetuated into my own business. And it continued for a couple of months until I finally like, <laughs> you know, woke up one day, was like sick for like a week and was like, okay, well now I can't do anything because I've, you know, burnt myself out. I'm exhausted. And at the time I had like just hired my first team member. So I was fortunate enough to be able to like kind of hand some stuff off to them, but it was like a very new process. I had like no systems or anything set up. And, you know, I just realized like during that week, like I was like, crap, like I really can't do this. Like I'm continuing habits that were from what I was doing before. And I was like, okay, I have to like lean back a little bit. And I was like, if I wanted to have the business of my dreams, if I wanted to have the life of my dreams, like what would that actually look like? What would that feel like? What would that sound like? And for me it was I would be, you know, bougie. I would be expansive, you know, instead of expensive. And I would own it because, you know, I'm not afraid to say that I love money. Like, I love what money can do for me, what it can do for my, you know, future family, what it can do for others, like, what I can do with it to, like, give back to donations and organizations that I truly believe in. So it's like, for me, I was like, yeah, I can absolutely do more with more money. Does there come, you know, maybe more responsibility and stuff? Sure. But I'll cross that bridge when I get there. So it was like, okay, I had to, like, make that decision and in that moment, I also decided to like raise my prices, which was terrifying at the time. Um, Cause I had just started taking on like mindset and business coaching clients instead of like mindset and like health and fitness clients, which is a whole nother story for another time. But at that moment, I was just like, all right, I'm going to raise my prices. I'm really going to go all in on this. Like, I'm actually going to do it because that's what I was helping my clients with anyway was the deep mindset and the business work. And I was like, all right. So, The next week I started to make some changes and I just decided like I had to like make a choice every single day, whether it was in my affirmations, whether it was in my journaling, whether it was in my meditations, like make the choice that like I was stepping into this unapologetically bougie, like for lack of a better phrase, bitch. And like growing up, that was me all along. Like my inner child was just this, this little girl that would like pick out all of her the nicest clothes from her older sisters that were hand me downs because I came from a large family, so it just was like I would pick out the most luxurious looking thing. Like, I remember this like pink quilted skirt that I had, and it was like you could t- tell all the finely embroidered like stitching in it. And my family used to like make fun of me because I would, you know, tote that skirt around like I was like princess and like queen of freaking like England or something. And they'd just be like, you know, who do you think you are? And I was like, you know, I'm me, like over here. <laughs> Um, but that, you know, that came a lot with, like you said, it was doing a lot of the inner work and it was doing a lot of the inner child work. It wasn't like I just, you know, snapped my fingers, clicked my heels and, you know, all was Gucci, but I made that decision. And with that decision came, okay, I'm going to have to do some of the hard work, which is the inner work. And with that came inner child healing, came some shadow work and also came learning the NLP stuff that I'm now master and trainer certified in. So it was a beautiful, beautiful journey, but I would say like in a nutshell, that's what it took.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like how you said at first you had to just decide to change. Cause I think so often we kind of just expect change to happen if we're kind of going through the motions and we don't realize that we're just going through the motions. And so we, you know, we learn strategies or we maybe do some like surface level mindset work and we're like, okay, I'm doing the thing. I'm, you know, building my beautiful business. I'm stepping into this new version of myself. I'm, you know, creating my new future. But then when it comes down to it, we're still kind of like hanging on to these old patterns and these old stories and these old beliefs that are not our new future. We kind of like, self-sabotage in that way or our subconscious guides us to the same outcomes over and over again and so i'm wondering if you could talk a bit about that because of course first comes the deciding but then how do you start to shift out of the surface level stuff into the deeper stuff
1: yeah so i love that and something i always tell my clients like especially when they first start working with me is like if you think of an iceberg and you think of the top of the iceberg you know, that's like your surface level stuff. If you think of the bottom of the iceberg, like what's beneath the surface way down deep at the bottom of the ocean, that of course is all that stuff, like you said, that's going to be self-sabotaging you without you even realizing it because it's just running on autopilot in your subconscious mind. And it's running on autopilot in your subconscious mind, not necessarily because that's what you want, but it's because what you're either used to or some story that you told yourself enough times that it became a limiting belief or a limiting decision. And so it's keeping you almost like paralyzed in this self-sabotaging path or this self-sabotaging ways so when you hear people talk about like oh you just need to become a match or a vibrational match for your desires like okay that's that's great and it sounds really cool and really catchy and I love it but are you doing the work like are you doing the work to actually reprogram your subconscious mind you know in your subconscious scripting both in your mind and in your body because if you're not then of course your desires aren't going to be in congruence with what you actually say that you want like You'll have your conscious level desires. You're like, oh my God, I want to make more money. Okay, I decided. Great. Where is it, right? Where's the yeah. manifestation? <laughs> but then over here underneath your subconscious you know, mind and the scripting that's going on in your body, your nervous system, and in your mind, you have that playing in the background with some sort of story, limiting belief, limiting decision, past trauma, past event that happened or something you experienced that might be telling you that that desire is not safe. And until you fix that, like, and I shouldn't say fix, right? I put big air quotes there, but like, until you work through that and kind of process whatever's going on down there and reprogram it, of course, it's not going to be in congruence with your desires. It's not going to match up. It's not going to line up. Because what we have is, I I know you know this because you studied NLP as well, but we have that critical faculty that just stops in between, almost puts like a wall and a barrier between our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. And we have to be able to get past the critical faculty by talking directly to the subconscious mind, by working directly with the subconscious mind, whether that's your inner child, some shadows, some limiting beliefs, all the things, and really just letting them know like, hey, it's okay. We're gonna go in this direction now, and like starting to really reprogram that for yourself, and reprogram that blueprint, or I should say, like GPS that's been programmed for so long, and starting to really reprogram it and give it the direction you actually want it to have. And so until then, you'll keep running the same looping patterns. You'll feel like, oh, I can never, can never get this thing done, and it's because you're really efforting at a conscious level, at a very behavioral environmental level, and you're focused on like, okay, well, if I do X behavior. Well, then I'll get why results. And that's not usually the case. Like, sure, it might work for a little bit, like being on a diet, but then, like, say you you plan your diet around, like, oh, I have my big wedding coming up. And then the moment the wedding's over, you like don't care. So you have that, it might work for a little bit, but you want to go deeper and get to the subconscious parts so that it just becomes a part of your identity. A very deep, deep part of your subconscious mind is your values, your identity, and your purpose. And so, that's really what's blocking you and what's in between is focusing on the the behavioral versus focusing, okay, how can I shift my subconscious scripting and my programming that I've been so conditioned to believe into an identity that actually serves me and is actually in congruence with my desires of being, for example, a bougie, wealthy, expansive goddess right,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the identity level stuff is so so powerful because what happens is and I've been you know doing a lot of you know personal reflection and deeper work on myself I mean I have been for like over a year now but you know you go deeper and deeper and deeper as you you know for sure Corinne Um, but even just because I just got married so I just had like a lot of social stuff that was kind of like occupying my space and now that's you know done. I'm married. I'm a wifey now, which is amazing. And I love it. But now I have all this extra space to actually continue to work on my business, continue to grow it, continue to work on myself. And one of the things I've been going really deep on is, okay, like, what is my identity about like, when it comes to like struggle in my business and struggle can take on a lot of different forms and struggle can be financial struggle can be like how much you're working in order to receive, you know, more money struggle can be, you know, your relationships suffer, even if your business is doing well, struggle can be like, so it can show up in a lot of different ways. And it just kind of depends on like what your conscious behaviors are that kind of like informs okay where is the struggle going to show up. So I was looking at my relationship with struggle when it comes to my business and I realized that I had this unconscious like desire to be the martyr in my business. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you can resonate with this but I loved working myself to death to say that I, you know, did it did everything I could and I, you know, worked myself so hard and I really gave it my all and I did my best so that if I didn't get the outcome I wanted, which I never did, because this was an unconscious negative loop I was in, then I could blame external circumstances instead of myself. And so I kept recreating that pattern where it was like, oh, like, let me, let me do this gigantic new program. Let me, you know put all this stuff on my plate. Let me add this extra certification. Let me do all of this stuff just so I can show that I'm doing all of this stuff. So then, you know, if you don't hit your income goal or whatever, you're like, Oh, it's not my fault. I did my best. <laughs> I'm the martyr here. And that yeah. was like, that was like kind of a wake up call for me, but it was a really good wake up call. Cause I was like, okay, I'm, I actually like enjoy the struggle. And that's the that's the really fucked up thing is there is parts of us and I wonder if you've encountered this on your journey there's parts of us that actually really enjoy the struggle.
1: Mhm. So I was like, you know, sitting over here like laughing to myself and like kind of giggling because, you know, like you said and it's it's really really interesting and it's amazing how quickly we can shift because Like, for anyone listening, like, I remember coming across your profile when I was, like, a year into my healing journey, and then I remember, like, you started doing your healing journey, and I was like, okay, okay, this girl's on board, this girl's on board, right? Um, Because, you know, when I think back to it, it's been, like, a decent two and a half years now since I, you know, technically, quote-unquote, like, started that healing journey, and really diving deep into my subconscious scripting and diving deep into the things and the patterns and all the parts of me that were, like you said, enjoying the struggle, even though we say we don't want the struggle, right? So we set ourselves up in this way of, like you said, we think that if maybe we worked really, really hard And then that outcome doesn't come. Well, at least we could say we did all the things. We checked all the boxes. And then, you know, like you said, it's not my fault. It's somebody else's. It has to be someone else's because, of course, you're like this perfect shiny object, right? But what's happening there is there's actually a deep-seated belief or decision that's telling you you are inherently worthy of having X, Y, and Z unless you put in all the work. So it's, for example, like, you know, the belief of like, I can't make a lot of money unless I work hard. Like if you saw your parents either work really hard to have success or work really hard and didn't have success, well, that's going to be deeply ingrained in you one or the other. And so no matter what your, your struggle with money is, it's going to be some sort of struggle. It's going to be some sort of, I have to do something. And no matter what, it's somehow not my fault, but at least I could say I did all these things. And so when you said like parts parts is like one of my favorite tools in NLP. And it's one of my favorite tools to teach to my certification students is like getting to own all parts of you during your healing journey through the process. Like I always say, and I picked this up from one of mine and Kristen's mentors, Erin. but you know, earn as you learn. So what I mean by that and like what she taught me is like once you're putting these things into practice and actually doing them for yourself and then talking about it openly, being vulnerable enough to share your journey, talking about the struggles, talking about the emotions you're processing, talking about any of the past, you know, stuff, like whether you call it regrets, limiting beliefs, decisions, whatever, talking about that and processing through it and teaching and showing your, your, you know, for lack of better phrase, like, you know, your Instagram or your community, like, Showing them the journey and getting them, like, letting them in, letting them see those sides of you that maybe you once didn't let them see before. And that's really where it starts to come into like, you're bringing together all parts of you into more of like a whole. You're integrating them into more of a whole. And parts integration is something where we go in and NLP and like, we literally will have you bring out (laughs) some deep, dark shadows or inner parts of you that maybe were hidden. And kept you thinking, like, I have to work really hard to earn love, really, at the de- end of the day. Like, it's not really so much about money. It's really about earning the respect, earning the love, earning that, you know, that person's acceptance, whether it be a, a potential client or somebody that's going to sign on and work with you. It really comes down to a lot of times love. It's like, what was I doing to earn more love when I was younger? Was it from my mom? Was it from my dad? Was I, you know, did I just think that I had to like show off all the time Did I think that I had to be perfect, like those things. And it's really starting to bring all those little parts of you that are fragmented inside, basically into and back integrated into a whole. Like if you were to think about like bringing your hands together and shaping a heart, like bringing them back together into the whole, that's really serving for the greater good. It's serving for your highest good. It's serving for your highest potential, your, your most pure intention, which a lot of times comes down to like something like love. And so I'm just going to use love as the example And so when you do that, you're actually bringing any of those limiting beliefs, limiting decisions and starting to bring them back together in this integration process. And granted, you might have to do it a couple times. There might be more than two or three parts, but it's using that as like one of the biggest tools and subconscious ways to do, you know, in like the normal, like average time is like eight to 12 minutes. Some people take longer, some people take shorter. But doing that, like, I love that process because they used to actually do it in a way that like had you actually impart more parts in yourself, more parts in your subconscious. And that actually was causing more inner conflict. So now Mm -hmm. we've actually learned as NLP and all these tools and things have progressed that we actually want to get them all back to working for the greater good, working for your highest self, your highest intention, which then usually leads to your highest desires, like So it's allowing yourself to come together and own all parts of you. And even if like, so for like a practical tip, even if like you're like, okay, I don't know what the heck parts integration is. I don't know how to do it. I'm not working with an NLP coach right now or anything like that. What you could do is really just start to own the different parts of you. Like if you notice like, hey, you know, maybe this side of me is scared of this like I'm scared to show up online consistently or I'm shared scared to show up on live video because you know who am I to do this I'm not good enough like my audience doesn't you know care what I have to say like my launch isn't going well yada 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 all the things that come up as a female entrepreneur and then say there's like a part of you that's like I don't give a fuck what other people think like I'm just gonna go do it like I'm just gonna go say whatever I want it's gonna come out in the purest best way possible and it's gonna be great. Well, really just starting to own like, okay, there's these two different sides to me. How can I honor, love, and respect both of them in this moment? And like a practical tip is like, okay, go do the thing, right? Like that's the easiest practical tip. Go do whatever that thing is that you're scared of, but your like higher self is like, oh no, like we're cool. We're Gucci. And then also in that moment, like if you need to write it out, if you need to speak it out in a voice memo, if you need to videotape yourself, like just go and talk about whatever that like part is that's maybe terrified or like scared or nervous. And getting that out, because that's really starting to bring out some of either like your inner child wounds, your limiting beliefs, or like what I like to call is like a lot of your shadows. So like bringing those out to the surface and to the forefront, so that way you can start to be like, okay, you know what, there's something a little bit deeper here and I I get to work through it.
0: Totally. And it, it made me, everything you just said made me think of how when we give voice to those parts of us that are more vulnerable or are scared or are nervous or whatever, when we actually give them a voice, they start to kind of like relax and whatever power they had internally over you, they lose that power because their power came from you denying and rejecting them. But when you accept and allow them to be there and even learn to eventually love them, which may take you many months of healing to get there. um, But when you can get to that place, the power they have over you vastly diminishes. And from my perspective, I've done, you know, I've been on this healing journey for, you know, probably a year and a half now and I really noticed even just in the past six months that the vulnerable parts of me don't have as like near as much power as they did, you know, a year ago. And now it's like, I I don't really feel identified with them. And that's a big, like, transformative shift is when you're no longer identified with the parts of you that are nervous or that are scared or that, you know, believe they only deserve scarcity, right? Mm -hmm. You're no longer identified with them. You understand that you're, you're something bigger, you're something more abundant, you're something greater than that. And that gives you so much power because then you can actually be the container for those vulnerable parts instead of being the parts themselves. Yeah. Did you hear the news? The Soul Expansion membership is officially open for business. I created this program for those of you who don't want my help with your business strategy. You've got that down or you have another mentor who's supporting you with that. But you really, really, really want to go deeper on the mindset and energetic stuff with me for a low cost. And it truly is low cost. So as part of the launch, we were able to offer our founding members... $88 per month enrollment. And for a very limited time, I'm giving you the chance to get locked in on that. So this is only valid through the month of November. After November, the $88 per month rate will be going up to $111 per month. So I highly recommend signing up now. And if you sign up during the founding members enrollment period, which again is November 2021, then you will lock in that rate of $88 per month for. The life of your enrollment so as long as you never cancel your membership we will grandfather you in to 88 dollars per month when you join this program you're getting four healings per month on specific mindset and energetic topics related to business so pre-sale for september and october we did in september we did receiving so there was breath work there was some eft tapping there was meditations there were journal prompts all about receiving In October, we did Divine Feminine Energy. And with this, we did visualization, somatic healing, hypnosis, some more breath work and journal prompts. And this month, November, we're doing launching challenges. So again, you can get signed up for only $88 per month at the founding members rate through November 30th. That does expire starting December 1st. After that, it will be going up to $111 per month. When you get signed up, you can cancel at any time just note like if you cancel you will lose your founding members' rate of $88 per month but I really think you're gonna love this because I'm constantly updating it every single month you're getting four healings three are pre-recorded I actually even do one healing live month. So you actually get some live FaceTime with me, which is amazing. And you always get journal prompts every single month. So lots of tools, lots of resources to support you as you start to embody some of these mindset and energetic things that we're talking about on the podcast on a deeper level for your business. So I'd love to see you join the Soul Expansion membership, and you can do so by going to mysoulexpansion.com. Again, that's mysoulexpansion.com. And I hope to see you inside before we raise the prices. 100%
1: and like you know as cliche as it sounds like we do get to have it all we do get to be bougie expansive we can also be super laid back like I love all the bougie things right and you know I love staying at the nicest hotels like you know there's a point now where like my significant other won't even look at certain hotels because he's like yeah I know that's not your style like we're not staying there (laughs) um like there's like a threshold right so, you know, I love all that, but I'm also super laid back. Like when I get done work and my my significant other gets done work, like we're chilling, watching Netflix. Like I'm like we're not out all the time, I'm not always going to like Nordstrom. Do I love those things? Absolutely, but like you can have it all. You can be this and that. Like it's not it's not a but. It's a yes and. Like starting to create that in your life and creating more of that where you can to like you said allow the parts to shine allow the parts to be like okay like we're actually okay you know we can relax and chill out because at the end of the day you really can have it all um you know i think where this conversation led me to is like if you were to think about you have like seven things on your plate right and you only have those seven things and you're perfect and like one of them is like i'm not going to eat chocolate cake today because i'm going to go on a diet and like i'm doing all these things right and all of a sudden, the day starts moving, your subconscious scripting starts coming online, it starts running that autopilot, like, you know, it's been driving the car the whole time with the GPS, and all of a sudden, your your chunks in your subconscious mind and in your subconscious scripting start getting fuller and fuller until you hit this, like, breaking point where all of a sudden it's, like, you have, like, the cake shoved in your mouth and, like, you're, like, I don't know how I got here. Like, how did I get here? I, I was doing so good. I didn't want to eat the cake. Well, your chunks got full. Your parts could no longer take it. So it's like really allowing yourself this grace of like, like you said, you've been on your journey for a year and a half. I've been on my journey for two and a half years. And like, you know, there are certain things that we've noticed that we're like, oh, wow, yes, that was like one of the big shifting pivotal moments. Like for me, it was the moment I went and started doing like neuro programming or NLP and getting certified in that. And then also like leaning on mentors, right? Like investing in mentors that I was like, you know what? They're doing things in a way I want to do it they're more leaned back. They're more receptive. They've healed their relationship with money, like those types of things. And that was what I went after. Not because I desired or thought that they had something that I was missing or lacking, but I knew it was deeply inside of me as well. And that working with them, I could, you know, do that too, get to that point too. And so really just knowing like when your chunks get really full and that's happening, and all of a sudden you have the chocolate cake in your mouth, like Giving yourself grace in those moments. Like it's not going to be perfect. You're, I always tell my clients, like, imperfect actually spells I'm perfect. So if you need to think of it that way, like, okay, great. But you're perfectly imperfect. Like you're gonna have things that happen, you're gonna have these mishaps that come up, you're gonna, you know, maybe slip back into an old pattern and but you're gonna start becoming more aware of it. And that's like step one. It's like being like, oh, I'm noticing myself doing this thing, like whether it's I'm working harder or I'm I'm hustling in my launch because I think that if I hustle, then I'll be able to be okay, whether or not it works out, because I did all the things.
0: Mm-hmm. But like
1: becoming more aware of that and allowing yourself to give your, your parts grace and compassion, knowing that like, your chunks get full, your chunks get really, really full throughout the day. And so of course, something might, you know, shit might hit the fan, right? So it's just allowing yourself to give yourself grace and compassion, and starting to retrain, recondition, reprogram your mind, your subconscious scripting of like, I actually do get to have it all. I can have my most magnetic, abundant, bougie, expansive, yes, freaking life and bring my vision board to life. And like, that's how you actually start to manifest. Like, I feel like people have like manifestation all backwards, but (laughs) that's a whole nother tangent.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, no, talk about that a little bit. I think that's so important. Like I, I, when I first came across manifestation. I was like a total skeptic. So mm-hmm. I came from like logical science, academia, like my my college major was economics. Like I was like the most black and white, like show me the evidence type of person that existed. When I came to spirituality, and like I came to spirituality not because I wanted to, but because I had no other choice. It was like I tried all the things when it came to doing what's right, doing what you're supposed to do, doing what you should do. And if you can't see me, I'm making air quotes on everything (laughs) that I say. Um, And I reached the point where I was like, okay, there's there's literally nothing else I can do. So how can I start to shift? And that's when I came to spirituality. That's when I came to inner child healing, NLP, all those things. And then what I found was, it was actually looking at like the worst Quote unquote, worst parts of myself that I really started to transform and was able to attract and receive more income. And I think in a lot of manifestation circles, it's all about like focus on the best parts of yourself Mm -hmm. and just like pretend the worst parts don't exist. But the more we deny the darker parts of ourselves, I feel like the more imprisoned they become. And then we're not able to transcend them.
1: Yeah. So, I think that's so fascinating. And like the fact that we're like leading into manifestation because like we gave like a very brief bio on like who I am and what I do. Right. Like, I feel like if you talk to any of my clients, they would each tell you, like, if they had to give me a title, it would be like slightly different, like, you know, spirituality, intuitive manifestation, or like, you know, wealth expansion, like mindset and business coach, NLP certification trainer, like whatever it might be. Like, I feel like they would all give me like some sort of fragmented title because it's little parts of like what I do. I just know, you know, intuitively what that person needs more of at that time. Right. So manifestation, like it's a huge part of NLP. It's a huge part of spirituality. It's a, it's a huge part of like the energetic, like, you know, quote unquote, woo woo work. There's actually science behind it. Like there's so many different pieces of like NLP of like how I could have you you know future script yourself or write out a manifestation list or like write it in a certain way where it's going to actually tell universe and subconscious mind like okay this is actually what i want and here's how i want it it's this date it's already happened it's a done deal right this is who i get to become to you know receive that and then i get to do and have the thing and i think that last sentence of like what i just said is really key and pivotal for manifestation is like who do you get to be or, who do you get to step into or become in order to manifest what you actually want? Right. Because that's where, like, that identity based stuff that I was talking about before that's in your subconscious mind, if that's not on board or that's not matching up to like what your conscious behavior is doing at that moment, well, you're going to start manifesting the stuff that you actually don't want to happen, right? Like a terrible launch or, you know, not getting the highest paying client that you want or whatever it may be. But you get to start to tap into. And like you said, like, you know, some manifestation circles will be like, you know, just focus on all the good and then you're good. Right. But no, you get to call it some of those darker limiting beliefs and shadows and inner work that you get to do, because that's actually blocking you from your abundance or cock blocking you, as we like to say in our circle.
0: Yeah. But Well, I think it's also too, it's like, we, we recreate our early wounding so we can like resolve the trauma. And that's where like the, the positive thinking, I think really falls short and the positive vibes only fall short because you can do that all day long. And I've had clients do it all day long, but if they're not willing to feel the pain that they've been through and to move through it and not to bypass it but to move through it then they will continue to manifest situations identical to their past traumas but just it's like in a different costume and this happened in my business i don't know if it happened to you but like i literally manifested clients that reminded me of my emotionally abusive relationship like how like freaking weird is that but my subconscious was like you need to fucking deal with this you need to heal this you can't keep holding this you will not be able to grow a seven figure business if you're still holding on to this. So, it like you like recreate your early wounding if you don't work with the subconscious because all of that trauma is wanting to be resolved. And we've been taught for so long don't feel it, suppress it, repress it, ignore it, pretend it doesn't exist, but it's still there. Yeah. So, I wonder if you have any experiences with that in your own journey.
1: Yeah, I think, you know the biggest thing for me, like if you were to talk about like manifesting what you actually don't want to happen, right. Or like having those wounds recreated, coming back up in a different costume. It's interesting that you say it that way. Cause the way I say it to my clients is like, you know, you might not ever completely get rid of this old belief, right. You can definitely heal. You can definitely be more aware of it. You can definitely work through it. However, when you get to like a quote unquote new level, you know how they're like new level, new devil. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that it's new level. Old belief, trying to pop pop back up in a new way, right? In a new, mm-hmm. trying to take on this like new, new, almost like entity, and it's like trying to be sneaky, like ha ha ha, you're not gonna know it's me, <laughs> like right here, here I am coming to bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. But like an example of that is like when you are you know recreating or starting to really set firm in your boundaries in your business, like with clients, with team members, with you know, just whatever it may be that you're dealing with at that moment. And I've seen it happen to me. I've seen it happen to my clients where like, we do that. And then it's almost like our subconscious universe, God source, whatever you want to call it, is like testing you because it's like, okay, you put up that boundary and now we're going to let someone break it and you're going to be really upset and you're going to like freak out and all the things are going to happen and you're going to think everything's going wrong and woe is me for a moment. And then you're going to be like, oh. I see what's happening here. This is just because before I believed it had to be this way and I was living in this way. And now I'm stepping into this new paradigm, this new reality for myself and I'm manifesting different things. And so if I want to continue to manifest the better things or the higher level, like my higher self type of things, okay, I have to actually like deal with this. Maybe I have to deal with it again. I'm aware that it's there. And now I get to like heal it and kind of like toss it in the fuck it bucket, right? So... <laughs> Like, literally, like, that's the easiest example I can give you. But yeah, it has happened. I've seen it happen to my clients. I've, you know, I've seen it happen to people just, like, all the time. And one of my favorite tools, like, in the practical sense for this is, like, I love EFT. Like, I love tapping. Mm -hmm. It's a tool that sometimes I honestly forget that I have in my tool belt and that I know how to use really, really well. Like, for my certification students, I just recorded a bunch of modules that were, like, different examples of, like, what I call, like, a Blitz script the in between or like the longer like bridging the gap between like this is my really crappy like limiting belief or like my shadow that's popping up and telling me like all these doubts versus like oh here's what I actually want and it's allowing yourself to be like I've currently have this limiting belief. Okay, now I want this. I'm allowing myself this and okay here I am this positive, amazing affirmation that I'm gonna drill into like the energy systems and energy points that I'm tapping on in my body. And so I do it in a bunch of different ways and I Like I teach my clients to do it in a bunch of different ways where like it can be anywhere from like four minutes all the way to like 35 minutes, just depending on like what you're dealing with. And it's one of those tools that you can really take your limiting beliefs, tap out of them and tap into like beliefs you want to start to reprogram for yourself. And it's really recircuiting basically the energy circuit in your body. So that's one of those like practical tools. Like if people are like, what the heck is EFT or tapping? Like go look it up, go look me up, like whatever, like I have videos on it, but it's one of those tools that I think is like really, really cool because I think it's actually like a sneaky little tool that people don't talk about that can actually really be used for shadow work and Mm -hmm. for deep, really inner healing, like inner wounds that you get to heal. So you might not right away be able to be like, oh yeah, I have all these shadows. I have all these doubts. Like they're going to come up in waves, which is like what Kristen and I have been talking about this entire time. So yeah, I love, love all this stuff. Love talking about it. I could go on for days.
0: I know. (laughs) Yeah, I was, um, as you were talking, I was just thinking to myself, yeah, like I, I often forget that EFT is a tool I have in my tool belt as well, mm-hmm. um, but we just created a new membership where we're starting to bring it in more. So I'm I'm personally using it more now, which is exciting, but I love the idea of like kind of like bridging the gap and like making it like, okay, I'm going to start with like these really like toxic beliefs that are like, I, I, I really believe these on a deep level let me start to clear these out let me start to process these let me do like a almost like a bridge belief to kind of like move me in the right direction and then let me really embrace the bougie abundance that I want to call in for myself um We were talking about how, when you get get to a new level, it's like the same things coming up, but like in a different costume Mm -hmm. and something I always like to think is like, okay, I didn't used to think this way, but whenever it would come up, I would see it and I would say, okay, this isn't necessarily like punishment, right? Because sometimes we look at that as like, oh, I set this boundary. And now this person is breaking the boundary, I'm being punished for setting this boundary, right? Like that's maybe like the, the lower vibration belief we initially have. Mm -hmm. But then as we start to become more aware, we get to look at it as preparation. And that's how I look at it now is like, oh, I'm not being punished for setting this boundary. I'm being prepared to set even bigger boss lady boundaries and to stand up for myself even more in a loving and empowering way. And I get to respond from this, from the new future reality that I want to call in. And so I want you to talk a bit about how important those little micro actions are Mm -hmm. in the manifestation because I think we we like do these rituals (laughs) we like set aside an hour we like write our affirmations we you know maybe do some EFT tapping and then the rest of our day we act like our old selves Mm -hmm. so talk a bit about like the little micro actions and like how that builds that momentum
1: yeah so I love that what you said because like I tell my clients all the time, like, don't think I'm sitting over here just doing woo-woo shit all day. Like, (laughs) I'm not like journaling, doing EFT, meditating, breath work, like doing all these things a hundred times a day. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. Um, Like, I will set aside a little bit of time in the morning. Sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's less. Like typically one time a month, I will do like a day where I just like set aside and it's literally just for me to like do whatever I want to do in that way. If I want to spend all day doing it, great. But you're not always going to have an hour, you're not always going to have, you know, a lot of time to spend on it. So the little micro actions, it's really, and this is where like, if you were to actually look at like the 12 universal laws, or like the success law principles, and tie it back to manifestation, and like all this stuff that we're talking about, one of them is the law of like aligned action inspired action. So what that means is like you, you set this desire, you have this goal, you have this thing you want to manifest, and then you're taking the commitments and the steps to get there. So like, for example, if you want to, you know, get certified, or you want to work with a coach who's been where you've been, or you want to heal your money beliefs, or whatever it may be, well, then the next aligned step might be actually to invest in it, whether you've invested in people before, or it's your first time, but taking that leap, and, you know, it doesn't get any easier. Like, I just forked over (laughs) plenty of money. Like we're talking like, you know, multiple five figures for one of my mentors and it doesn't necessarily get any easier, but you're just like, okay, like I trust myself a little bit more this time. So Mm -hmm. that's where, you know, quote unquote, it gets easier. But you take these little steps, say it's like investing in yourself. And then, okay, the next step isn't to like rely on the coach and think that the coach has all the answers. The next step is to like go deep with the coach, allow the coach to guide you in their potency and their magic and their gifts and their skill and you to do the work alongside of it. Because, you know, I always say this, like I could give you strategy all day long. I could give you all the strategy all day long, like how to build funnels, how to market yourself, how to have the perfect clear messaging, like yada, 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 whatever. However, the subconscious mind, like it's only as good as the subconscious scripting in your body and in your mind that's using those strategies. Cause I've had clients who like, they've resigned with me and like, you know, bless their souls, but they may not have gotten results right away because they spent a couple months thinking that like, Oh, I was giving them these tasks just for fun. No, I was giving these tasks to like build, rewarding that behavior, right. Rewarding that action, rewarding that, taking that step. Because you know, when you think about celebration, when we manifest things, that's showing gratitude. That's rewarding that action step that you took to celebrate that milestone or celebrate that thing. So we do have to take these little action steps. We can't just sit there wishing, waiting, and hoping and thinking like, all right, universe, I am ready to receive, bring it. Like, okay, you could, but it might not manifest as quickly. Manifestation is going to come a lot quicker when you you know, set that a desired outcome. You're, you know, you're grateful for where you're at, but you're also grateful for where you're going. You do the hard, scary things or the little tiny action micro steps and you work alongside it and just continue to go knowing like, Hey, okay, this is going to happen. It's a done deal. My success is inevitable. So doing that is so key because again, like I said, you can't just sit there wishing, waiting, hoping, and you know, if you can cool, good for you. I've seen over, and over and over and over again with my clients that like, no, you still got to take the action steps. You still got to take those little baby steps and celebrate the things along the way. I don't care if your celebration or your win when you check in with me is, hey, you know what? I actually completed the task last week. I actually fucking love celebrating that. Like I'm like, okay, cool. Great. We did the thing. Let's go on. Let's move on. You're ready. Mm -hmm. Like if I give you a journal prompt and you didn't do the journal prompts, well, there's something telling me that something's not in congruence with what what it is that you're doing and what it is that you want. So mm-hmm. we have to go deeper into your identity and into your belief structure. So there was something else I was going to say, but I completely forget, but, you know, kind of along those lines, it's like when you're manifesting things like that, or when you want to manifest, or you want to do those little micro action steps, like I'm now celebrating multiple six figures. And if I think we're, we to look at the numbers, it would be a quarter of a million dollars which sounds really cool to say, right? Like really, when you think about it, that's $250,000. It sounds a lot cooler to be like quarter of a million. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm celebrating that and I'm also celebrating getting a multiple five figure client who paid me in full like $20,000. Okay. But you know what I had to do to get to that point where I could accept $20,000 and not freak the fuck out about it. I had to do a lot of work. And so came <laughs> with my clients, my clients are like, okay, I'm going to go charge $20,000. I'm like, Okay, you're going to get a lot of no's at first because I know that your yourself, your identity is not caught up with that yet, but we'll get there with mm-hmm. so like taking those little baby steps in between, whether that's doing the healing work with your coach, whether that's investing in a certification, whether in like a lot of this bleeds back to honestly investing in yourself, investing in your time, investing oh, your energy, investing your money and just getting really resourceful because we will always at the end of the day prioritize what's important to us. And the last thing I'll say on that is like being at cause for what you want being at cause for what you want to manifest. If you don't like your results, well, switch it, change it, move on, like be at cause for it.
0: I I completely agree. And I think it's like, I think where a lot of people get trapped is they think the the discomfort of growth is going to be worse than the discomfort of where they are now. And that's something to think about. Like think about how painful Of where you are now, whatever, wherever you are now, you're, as I've heard people say, you're in your worst case scenario, right? Like, you don't want to be where you are now. So, isn't it worth to go through equivalent discomfort, but like a different flavor of discomfort in order to get to where you want to be? It's like, it's like choosing your pain. You can either choose the pain that keeps you stuck in the exact same situation for potentially the rest of your life. And a lot of people do choose that pain. Mm-hmm. Or choosing the pain that's gonna push you to emerge as maybe a millionaire or a multimillionaire, yeah, so it's like you you have a choice, both are painful, both are hard, both are challenging, both are gonna make you doubt yourself, but one of them is gonna to lead to what you actually want, and it's as simple as choosing what you actually want, and I promise you the pain is not gonna be any worse than the pain of staying where you're at, mm-hmm like
1: as cliche as is as it is to say, nothing comes from your comfort zone. And your comfort <laughs> zone a lot of times is staying stuck in your old pain and your old ways. So why not pop out of it, you know, burst that bubble, get beyond your boundary and your thre- threshold and work towards what you actually do want.
0: Yes. Yes. Amazing.
1: Mic drops all around.
0: Mic <laughs> drops. Well, Corinne, thank you so much for coming on this show today. Uh, where can we find you? What do you do? How can we hire you? Tell us all the things.
1: Yeah, so you can find me. Instagram is definitely my biggest platform, and how I will probably get back to you the quickest. So you can find me on Instagram at your coach Corinne. Corinne is only spelled C O R I N. I'm sure Kristen will put it in the show notes. Um, and then my website, I'll give Kristen a link to it and it'll link out. to like, whatever I'm, you know, launching or promoting at that, at that time, the ways to work with me or quote unquote, like my product suite, right. I just did air quotes guys, but is to either do like, if you wanted to start and you're like building a business, it would be my social media course called Unleash Your Uniqueen. And that's really to get you like feeling aligned in your online business and like kind of accelerate that growth for you. And then there's my Wealthy Goddess Activation Program, which is all about, you know, what it sounds like, unleashing your, your wealthy goddess, tapping into that, and getting rid of the old paradigms and the old stories. So they both are essentially like, how do I make money, right? Or how do I make more money? It's just a different avenue to get there. One is like not strategy focused and the other one is. And then beyond that would be my... Magnetic abundance coaching certification where you get certified in all the things, NLP, EFT, hypnosis, Reiki, time techniques, life and success coaching, and then my methods. And then outside of that, like is like higher level, like if you're looking for like deep, 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 deep support is like VIP breakthrough days or weekends or one-on-one. So those are the wonderful, amazing ways to work with me.
0: Amazing. Well, thanks so much, Corinne. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Soul Expansion Podcast. Make sure you share this to your IG stories. If you're on Instagram, tag me, tag Corinne. Let us know your breakthroughs or something you liked about the episode. um, And share it with all your friends because that's amazing and so abundant to do. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, everyone. See you later. that's already yours. It already exists in the universe here and now. You simply have to awaken to what you already have. And I hope this episode brought you a little closer to that truth. If you love this episode and would like to give from your heart and appreciation, please take a few moments to screenshot it and tag me in your stories on Instagram, or write a brief review on your favorite podcast platform. Your voice truly matters, and your feedback helps to spread abundant expansion to a broader audience. And what a gift that is, right? Just think about how much abundance will come back to you if you help a friend experience their own soul expansion. And with that, I just want to say thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Kristen Kaczynski and I love you.